to like a... JoJo's... Is this a JoJo's reference? We still don't know. We still don't know. We're almost done. We should probably figure that out, actually. Yeah, we're like... We're like almost done with JoJo's anime. Yes. After this episode, we've got two left. Two podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. How do you feel? Quick check-in before shit really goes down. How how has it been on this experience with me? It's been fun. I, I like seeing your reactions and just kind of throwing you wildly off course with speculation. Although you really kind of do that yourself, so. Yes. It's an easy um, job. I am a writer at heart. Have I written anything in the last years? No. We're not going to talk about it. Just going to really sneak that S in there at the end, huh? No. Um, alright. So, uh, for once, we did not end on a major cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of saw the boss, like, blip out of existence in front of a cleaning lady. Yes. Um, and we go into episode 26, a little story from the past. My name is Doppio. Yes. I love Doppio. Doppio is so good. He's so good. Yes. Um, we get a little backstory on the boss. Or I guess mm. Doppio. Yeah, he's not the boss yet. That's a whole... Yeah, we're... That's a whole debate mm. that we could have, theoretically. Yes, theoretically, he technically was the boss, yet... Neither of us have studied theoretical physics or neuroscience or psychology enough to really dissect the intersection of the person that is Doppio. <laughs> The persons <laughs> that is yeah. Doppio. Are. Doppio. Don't tell me. Don't tell me how to speak. I did study that one. That that one I did study. Okay, that's fair. You did study <laughs> that one. Um, so. Let's go to jail this episode. Yeah, we start at. A women's prison where the boss's mother is somehow pregnant? Two years into I... a ten-year sentence on a secluded female-only island prison? Yeah, female-only guards also. Yes. What is with all the pregnancy this season? <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> Do you? No. No, I don't. Yeah, like, probably for I best. thought Malone was back. I thought he was much older than he was leading on to be. Oh, no. So just the boss has been Malone's stand the entire time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awful. I don't like that. I'm glad that's not the case, but I'm still not sure what the case is. Yeah, it's a weird... This whole backstory is kind of weird. 
Yeah. Of just so the baby is Dapio. Dapio gets given to a priest in Sardinia because the baby can't be raised by the mother in prison. Mm. Uh, da- he also he was he did not cry or blink when he was born. Yes. Um. And the nurses were all like, "What is wrong with this baby?" I am also wondering what was wrong with that baby. It looked zonked. Yes, it very from much birth. Did. Anyway, um, but yeah, it just—it's a whole weird story of Dapio lives with this priest. He wants—he meets a girl. He wants to be a sailor, and then the priest is making an extension on his garage, digs into the floor, and finds. The still living body of Dapio's mother? Yeah. So, it's a totally, like, coincidental beginning to Dapio becoming who he is. <laughs> like, well, I think the implication is that even then, um, Diavolo, who is the boss... Yeah. Um, is still in there, because... Dapio and Diavolo are multiple personalities in the same... I mean, you could even argue it's the same body, because the boss literally transforms into... Yeah, yeah, a it's a person. literal, like, split personality deal. Yes. It's... Like, split personality, split everything. Um... Yes. But yeah, I think the implication there with the backstory is that Diavolo was still, was present the entire time, and that for some reason he was keeping his mother alive in the floor of the priest's See, house. This, this is what I want to know about this particular situation. Like, literally, is... Diavolo siphoning life energy off of people that he like deems important one way or another. See, like I don't think they gave enough explanation. I mean, exactly. I wish there was something like yeah. that because like as we're going to see, it would make sense as to why I mean, I feel like it would put a lot of things in perspective that way. Mm-hmm. That like like, I literally, I don't know if it's, like, he took out one piece of their timeline, but not the other, or, like, I I have no clue. And I wish I, I wish I did. Yeah. But yeah like, like it, I, it's... I wish I could make sense of that aspect of his character, but I can't. It's such a other weird than, like, plot point. Yeah, like, they make such a big deal about it. Like, I get the basic idea that he is just, like, a psycho. Or at least that's kind of what the... What I thought they were going for. Was just, like, oh yeah, he's, you know, got, like, a dark underside. Yeah, like, beyond the surface level, he is not a simple man. Yes, like, after after the body is found, he kills the priest and burns the entire village to the ground. Yeah. Which, um, uh, that's a busy night. 
honestly, like, he makes sure that not only he's faked his own death, but, like, he has made it seem like a complete accident. Mm -hmm. And also, like, erased any trace of him being on on Sardinia. Yes. Like, this kid is 20. Yeah, it's... It's a lot. <sighs> um, but yeah, we cut to present day where we see Dapio again, who is in Sardinia. Uh, he almost gets hit by a truck saving a kid mm-hmm. that did not need saving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what was going on in your head through this whole scene of like this fortune teller. Um, I honestly, nothing really. Like, did because like from the beginning, did you think that like, like from the intro to this episode, did you think like, Oh, this is the boss or is this just like some random dude? Oh, Oh, about Dopio specifically. Yeah, like, what What oh. do you think is going on with Dapio? Okay. Um, I can read all of my notes if you want them, but I had a lot of theories here. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you only brought this up because you've watched me take notes on this episode. I brought it up <laughs> for hashtag content, but... <laughs> Okay. I mean, if you want to give us the highlights. Um, King Crimson possesses Dopio. The boss is just a murderer. Can't wait to say, see Risotto for 10 seconds before he also dies. Um, pink-haired kid I thought was Trish's brother. I thought the boss literally had another child mm-hmm. and did not eliminate it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I really wanted to know what Risotto's stand was because he kept talking about him to the fortune teller i was like "Ooh, what does what does the bondage man have to do with this um really just appreciated that sick five-way braid that he's got on the back of his head yes risotto's stand is definitely just star platinum too was a cohesive thought that i had Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and the final conclusion that i came to on my own was that King Crimson and, like, that side of his personality is the boss, TM. Mm-hmm. And Dopio is the boss dissociating. Yeah, and that's basically yeah. what it is. Because, <laughs> well, through this whole fortune teller scene, we see, like, this fortune teller is an actual fortune teller and knows yeah. that... Like, can see all of Dapio's past, well, Diavolo's past, even though it clearly mm-hmm. makes no sense because he's talking about how Dapio had a kid in Sard, like, here 15 years ago. And, you know, meanwhile, Dapio looks like he's like 25 or whatever. Yeah, like, if that. Yeah. He honestly looks younger than Mista to me. Yes. Um, then Mista's like early 20s. Like, everyone looks like a baby this season. <laughs> I mean, that's just the rule of anime, is you either look 16 or 65, like... 
Jotaro looks a crisp 40 when he's 17, though. Mm, I wouldn't go like, that good far. For like, I think didn't we have this conversation back in part three? The Jotaro Probably. just has like he looks like not personality wise, but appearance wise, he looks like an undercover cop. Yeah, like he looks like uh, yeah, that's a what I'm saying. Like a old, crisp yes. like. 35 to 40 but like very good for that age yes. like it's just the, the the outward appearance makes him look that age to me okay and then they age him down appearance wise in part four to make him match 28 <laughs> <laughs> kinda yeah i kind of wish trish had a brother that would be cool that would be interesting yeah it, w- it would really be interesting if like the boss chose not to eliminate her brother, mm-hmm. but decided to eliminate her. Or if it was, like, another like, thing, another child that he didn't know about. Yeah, like, Dopio just happened to, you know, mm-hmm. make his way through the organization. But I feel like the boss would have found out anyway. Oh, yeah, the boss would have known, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, Diavolo. He has a name now. Yes, we, we do learn his name, Diavolo. <laughs> I mean, in this, in this episode, he technically doesn't yet. Does the fortune teller say it? No. That okay. is... um. That's episode 20... That's, no, that's something. episode uh, 29, right? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. yeah, the Roman Colosseum, our mystery hacker friend. Um, You mean Razor and Blade? Excuse me? Razor and Blade. Is that their name? If you know, you know. Oh, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> anyway. Um, that was a hacker's reference. For any, it was a hacker's reference. For anybody who has, not had to, anniversary. Who, who has not been around somebody constantly talking about hackers all the time. Listen, I think it's a really nice time capsule of what we thought the n- internet would be like in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it, because this is not a hacker's podcast. Okay. We can start our own mini-series about 90s, like, internet. Like, shows about what people God, thought the internet would be like in the 90s. We can talk about Fear.com, the horror movie. Wait. Okay, we can't... <laughs> that's gonna. That's too much of a tangent. <laughs> because I want you to tell me about that. But, like, we're talking about JoJo's right now? Yes. And also, you are the first person to have ever said that sentence about Fear.com. But anyway... Well. Um, <laughs> you know who's not afraid? Risotto. Fucking, I love this man. I love this man. I love, I love Nero Risotto. He found his aesthetic long time ago, and he has stuck with it. God, I wish that were me. I wish I could dress like that in public. Mm-hmm. The fuck, the fucking, the fucking jester hood with the little danglies that have his name letters on them. <laughs> chef's kiss the the bondage gear on his chest the striped pants 
and like the trench coat. Yes. What is not to like about this man? Not only does he have zero tattoos on his body anywhere, mm-hmm. but he has dyed his eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's got a whole look. <sighs> he's got it together. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I didn't talk enough about his outfit when we first saw him, because holy shit. Well, I feel like now is the first time we've really kind of gotten to have a good look at Risotto. Yeah. He's only kind of been and around Boy, am I looking. Bit. Yeah. But yeah, now he's now he's here, he's in Sardinia, mm-hmm. and he's coming for the boss. Yes. Uh... The boss, or Dapio, takes a taxi ride out to where the photo is that the boss took back when he was not an international crime lord. This is after killing the fortune teller and yes. like blipping out of existence in front of a small child. Yes, he does kill the fortune teller for being too good at his job. And... Um, he says that he'll grant him, like, a instant death, but then he cuts off his hand and, like, replaces it with, like, because the fortune teller is holding on to uh, the boss's hand because he has gone insane and is like, mm-hmm. I need to read your fortune. Like, oh, yes, what a magnific- magnificent palm. Yeah, and then he, he switches, he, like, cuts off the fortune teller's hand and places it in his hand. And he's like, oh, what's this? This is weird. I'm reading my own palm. Yeah. Um, kind of rude, to be honest, but... It is. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so Dapio gets out there, and this taxi driver is definitely trying to scam him, because I did the math, mm-hmm. that is a $500 taxi ride. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> He starts, like, going through being like, I saw you had an envelope, like, you're hiding money, like, you're a tourist, you must have money. Mm-hmm. Dapio, so whenever Dapio, like, loses it, he just gets really, like, aggressive as he's, like, beginning to turn into the boss, I guess, or, like, he just yeah, has an he... aggressive side to him. He starts, like, complaining about a headache. Yes. And that is when, like, the boss, quote-unquote, starts taking control, I guess? Yeah, I think the boss just, like, has a... Um... Or Dapio just kind of has, like, an aggressive side to go with. Hmm. But, again, I have no idea. Yeah, Um, yeah. He puts his finger, like in the eye socket like it gets in between the eyeball and like the bone and like is about to like scoop out the eyeball i am not going to lie there are some days i wish i could itch my eye in such a satisfying manner (laughs) (sighs) like awful that must uh, that must feel kind of nice but also, no. it is horrifying. Yes. There's some real, like, 
premium quality uh, body horror in these these episodes here. Oh, 100%. Uh, um, I like about half of it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Which half? Only because, um, the first half. Only because of, like, the specific historical implications of the second half. <laughs> oh, you're talking about, um, you mentioned this before. With, Chocolata, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. green tea. Yes, yeah. I don't know. There's just something that really doesn't sit well with me about um, a Japanese man writing a villain that st- that specializes in um, chemical and biological warfare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, at least he's a villain, right? And is like openly condemned by every other character, right? Boy, howdy, is he ever a villain? <laughs> oh God! Literally. I mean, yeah, it's later in the episodes, but literally the boss. The big bad of this season calls him. I want, I want to find the quote exactly. Um, he calls him scum. No, in he the, calls in... him. He literally calls him the worst piece of shit on the planet, like on Earth. Yes, the worst piece of shit on the Earth is the line. Wow. Um. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Chocolata is reprehensible even by like jojo standards yes um Um. but yeah he so davio is out by the hey he just called him filth in my translations Hmm. yeah the boss really goes into detail but like no he's a foot like i hate this guy okay like I hate having to call on him, but, like, I need to. We'll we'll get more into my thoughts on, like, the boss going to Chocolata for help when we get to his specific episode. Yes. Um, but, yeah, right now... Dapio... Metallica and Dapio are are about to meet... Wait. Risotto. Whose stand <laughs> is Metallica, Metallica. Or, very creatively, for the... Metallic. Metallic. <laughs> you think you think anybody was like, oh, we could probably get him on this one. Like, there's got to be somebody out there who's being like, okay, you just removed a letter. Like, come on. I feel like there's got to be someone out there saying that, but like, I don't know. I feel like you can't, you can't copyright an adjective. It's true. It's no spicy lady, but what are you gonna do? I, it's so much worse. It's just, it's just right there. Like you did nothing. You did nothing. <laughs> this is not. This is nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's still an appropriate uh, name for his stand. But so basically, we get one of my yes. favorite little quirks of Dapio. It's so good. I mean, it's the main one. But yeah, it's just yeah. him. So he, to get in contact with the boss, who is his other personality, he has to, like, he gets phone calls from Mm -hmm. the boss, but not actual phone calls. He just makes the noise. He just goes, like, he makes the noise and then goes, 
wait, where's the phone? And he'll just pick up, like, random objects. Like, he picks up a frog. He picks up a cigarette. He takes some kid's ice cream. He rips, like, the the mirror decoration from the taxi driver's car. It's... And then the taxi driver realizes that this dude's insane and leaves. I think he realized it when he almost lost his eyeball. Yeah, I think so, too. But yeah, he, he double realized it when the only thing stopping him from losing that eyeball was... A fake phone. Him coming up with his own phone call. Like, him making his own phone call. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he... <laughs> The boss tells him that he's being watched by Risotto mm-hmm. and that he needs to get within two meters of Risotto so that the boss can come in and kill him. Yeah. Um, so he's like, okay, gotta get ready. Like, packing stuff up. Risotto's just there. He's just, like, right next to him. And Rosario's like, what are you doing out here? You seem weird. He immediately just freaks the fuck out and face plants hard into a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he he like <laughs> a Olymp- He almost Olympic dives into it. <laughs> he really does. It's bad. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then he is scared at the sight of his own blood. Yes. Um, Risotto's just sitting there just being like, okay, there's no way he's a part of the organization. That is way too real of a reaction to be, Mm. like, faking it. So he's Mm -hmm. like, why is this guy out here? Like, he just seems suspicious, but I guess I was wrong. Um... But he, like, he goes to pick up his knife, which would be within range of um, King Crimson. He stops at the last second being like, there was one thing. When you, like, face planted into the concrete, like, into the stone there, you instinctively hid the envelope with the photo. And mm-hmm. so he's like, I'm going to need to see, that, like, what was in that envelope. Um before I let you go. He's freaking out. He eventually, like, Risotto eventually pressures him into getting up. He has the photo, like, stuck to the bottom of his shoe on, um, like, with blood. So there's just nothing in the envelope. And we see, like, we hear, like, a plane going by. Risotto kind of, or they both kind of, like, look off a little bit. And Risotto just goes, okay, so there's nothing in the envelope, but you're even more interesting to me now because you're a stand user. That plane we both just heard is uh, Aerosmith, Narancha's stand, flying by. And so the fact that he reacted to it means he saw it. There were no other planes. So now he knows that there is definitely something going on, and that's where the body horror starts. Yep. So, uh, Risotto just, like, tries to get at, like, run at, or 
Dapio tries to run at Risotto, but he just starts vomiting up razor blades. Yes, he do. Yes, and nails come out of his face. I'd go so far as to say they were needles, not not nails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually probably more accurate. Yeah, just a bunch of metal needles just popping right out of the like his like mouth and nose area. Yep. I'm pretty sure he'd already be dead after the razor blades, right? Uh he'd have a lot of internal bleeding, yeah. But I mean it's the boss. Yeah, it's an anime. Um, but yeah, and he managed it, the, or Risotto jumps off a cliff to escape, and, uh, yep, now it's, well, I mean, episode 27 is King Crimson versus Metallica, but we see that the boss is able to give, uh, the boss is able to give Dapio a portion of his power, which manifests as a tiny, angry King Crimson face on his forehead. A third eye, if you will. A third, yeah. Second face, <laughs> third eye. Yeah, this ability of King Crimson is called Epitaph. Or Eulogy. Yeah. And basically it is just, like, the precognitive powers of King Crimson with... I guess also the arms. Yep. Because, yeah, he can... Also the arms. He can, like, punch with King Crimson's arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see... So, basically, Dapio can, like, use his hair as, like, a visor to see ten seconds in the future uh, to what is going to happen. And he starts seeing, like, birds fly, and then they do in real life, and he sees... Risotto coming towards him, camouflaged in the rocks. Mm. Um, And then he sees that a pair of scissors is going to emerge inside his throat. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely made me uncomfy. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, he, he tries to go on the offensive misses but uh risotto is still confused about how like he would possibly know what was going to happen he reaches for his neck to like get at the scissors as they come through his throat just because he he saw it so risotto is like okay there's definitely something going on with your standability I'm going to back off and figure out what your whole deal is. Which he does. He kind of backs off a little bit. Uh, Dapio gets another vision of his foot. Well, he assumes his foot, but he sees a foot going flying, like being cut off. Mm. And starts freaking out. The boss is like, the boss kind of explains, like, it's going to take him about ten seconds to emerge from Dapio. Yeah. Um, and But he doesn't want to because the worst case scenario is that Risotto learns that he is the boss and then makes his escape. Which, considering he has chameleon abilities, 
is probably pretty likely. Yeah. Um, he, so I think Risotto, well, Risotto's ability is it is able to control the iron in blood. Yeah. Um, and by doing that, so that's how he is like putting razor blades and other horrifying things inside of Dapio's body is he's turning the iron in his blood into um he's turning that into the objects that he's using and it seems like correct me if i'm wrong risotto's ability is almost like automatic well it's not automatic but like it activates at a certain range because in this next bit he uses a frog like the frog that he had used as a phone earlier yeah. To determine the direction that Risotto is coming from, because the frog turns into a bunch of razor blades before Dapio does. So he's able to take a pair of scissors, the pair of scissors that came out of his neck, throw it at Risotto, and cut off his foot, fulfilling. I think. Yeah. I think the activation is either like on on command or within range. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it depends on what risotto is going for. It just seems like, I'm wondering if it's something that he can target a specific person or like, if he were in a group, would everybody just like explode into metal objects? I think, yeah, I think it depends on what like activation he, he chooses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because like he could he could have been waiting for because like the boss is the only one out there mm -hmm. he could have been waiting for dopio to just like walk a little bit closer to him and then finishing him off for good you know yeah. um but at the same time when dopio attacks him and he's like um invisible against the rocks he's closer than they are um when the frog gets razor bladed mm -hmm. so I I think it depends on on Risotto. Okay. But yeah. Like I I I think I I think he is in full control of it. Yeah. He he can just choose to have it go off at a set range if he wants. Okay. That's fair. Um he so now Risotto is down a foot. <laughs> <laughs> but not really because we actually get a look at risotto's like actual stand and it's just tiny little metal ghosts it's just tiny little metal ghosts i love them yeah they're fantastic they're so cute <laughs> they just kind of live in the blood mm -hmm. um they're a he is able to like basically surgically reattach his foot by using uh, his stand and yep. he basically reveals at this point that as he continues to like attack Dapio he and removing the blood from his body he is effectively like he is leaving his body without um, 
iron, which is used for like processing oxygen. So even though Dapio is breathing, he is not like getting any oxygen in his body and is still like he is beginning to die. His blood is become turning yellow. Yeah. Really, Risotto, like, he's only getting weaker as the fight goes on. Mm-hmm. And he needs to end it quickly. So, basically, Dapio can barely run, but the boss is telling him, like, get out of there. You are not strong enough to handle him. We need you to retreat. He doesn't because he makes one final desperate attack, throws some of the knives that Risotto has used before, misses completely. Like, he uses the knife as a magnet, almost, to try and pinpoint where he is. Risotto realizes that he would try to do that, and then basically put his foot on the opposite side of where he is, so that he would react to the foot's magnetism instead of his own. So he throws it in the completely wrong direction. Risotto's about to kill him because Dapio has one final vision of seeing, like, an entire chunk of his head gone. Razor blades start forming under the skin in his head, but at the very last second, uh, Risotto just gets shot to hell. With a bunch of bullets. Yep. Because, in a classic twist, JoJo's twist, Dapio knew what he was doing all along. He threw the daggers in the direction, or at, directly at, Mista, or not Mista, um, Bucciarati, Abacchio, and Narancia. Yep. And he did that knowing that they would then use him, uh, they would use Narancha's Aerosmith to pinpoint where it came from. And since he can't breathe easily because of uh, all of the iron Yeah, he's not body, taking in any oxygen, yes. so he's not putting out any carbon dioxide. <laughs> yes. He, he, he can't breathe, so now they're only seeing... Risotto in the little camera, which yep. leads to Risotto getting shot to hell by the people that I guess were technically his allies. Yeah, they shot the one person who could have helped them figure out who the boss was. Yes. Well, the one other person who could have helped them figure out this is what the boss looks like most of the time. How does it feel to be right sense? about your prophecy of... I can't wait to see him of, die in ten minutes. Of Risotto being around for ten fucking minutes? I, I feel nothing. Because it's so expected at this point. <laughs> like, each of the Hitman team members get an episode. Yeah. But Risotto was what, cool. Like, I know, Risotto was the coolest. But, like, he was still part of the Hitman team, so he's only gonna get one episode to himself. Yeah. Unfortunate. It really is. Like, I, I kind of wish they did something more with him. Yeah. 
a wasted character design, if you ask me. But what we do get is episode 28. All right. Before we get into episode 28, I just want to say... Oh, am I getting put on blast here? No, you're not getting put on blast. Okay. Crunchyroll's getting put on blast. Um... Crunchyroll put me right into the middle of this episode. And, you know, <laughs> it was fucking, it opened on a Baccio in the afterlife. Yeah. Not. That one stung. Yeah, not the best, uh, not the best for that. Yeah, no. I regret trusting Crunchyroll, period. It's fair. I will um, continue to watch Blu-rays of this anime. Very fair. Um, so I went back today, mm-hmm. and I did a second watch <laughs> of this episode. Okay. All of the episodes, actually, in sequence. And I really did try and, like, make notes from a perspective that hadn't seen Abaccio die yet. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. So now you know how I feel with this entire podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying you had the easy part. Like, I had the easy part. I just have to sit here, watch something for the first time, and, like, I don't know, say funny shit yeah. sometimes. Like, but I, I think... The second time through, I noticed a lot of things that I didn't before. Yes. So. But yeah, this episode starts Um, off with... I also have... For real, starts off with... (laughs) At this part in my notes, I don't know why it just occurred to me here about how Risotto is able to turn his clothes invisible. They're made of iron. Duh. Sure. There we go. Um, Duh. <laughs> I was wondering why they left Abakio alone. But then, yeah, that was that was definitely a thought I would have had had I seen this episode like fresh. I like literally, he is your priority right now. Well, I see. I do see why they do it because. Um, they are split into two groups of three. So Yeah, it's... but I feel like it would, like... Butcherati had the turtle, didn't he? No. He was holding... He does not have the turtle. Um, then we... The tur- they are, like, behind the rest of the group, I guess. Because you see, like, kind of watching it for the second time myself, like... You see them, like, kind of come over the the hill, almost. And um, they react to, like, oh, yeah, there's a Bakio. He's already started on the... Yeah, Mr. Mr. And, and Giorno come up, like, down the road. Yes. And I think, like, the crash might have separated them or something like that. I think they were just separated i mean I, no i think yeah they were just, i have no yeah, on their own i have no idea like well like it makes sense that you could, would like, leave literally tri- it would make sense that you would leave trish and giorno behind because you don't want 
you don't want to put them near the enemy. Right. You have to put Abakio near the enemy because that's his job in this operation. He is there. Yeah, to... is to literally find out who the boss is. Yeah. So I think at bet like you could have I guess put Mista with Abakio. It would have been something. They wouldn't have left him alone. But I think the thing, I think if I were like in their shoes, it's a thing of you know where the attack came from, so you are sending people like in a straight line more or less to where the danger is. So theoretically, Abakio should be fine because and you would want to have two people go deal with the danger. Yeah, I mean, I get why they did it. I just don't get why, like... I don't I don't get how they got split up, but that's that important. I don't think them splitting up was in their best interest at that time. Clearly Like, not. I think it should have been... Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it should have been three groups instead of two. Mm -hmm. It should have been Jorno and Trish because they can cover each other. Yeah. Mista and Abakio. That way, Abakio literally has someone watching his six. Mm -hmm. And then Mista and... No, not Mista. Narancha and Bucciarati going to find whoever was on the cliff. Like, supposedly, the boss or Rizzo. Although, to be fair, with the boss's stand, I feel like the only difference I would have made is an extra... Like, an extra body. Like, Honestly? I feel like he could take I out two people. I think so. I think so. Because remember, like, but... back when we first saw the boss, he yeah. wasn't afraid of... He wasn't afraid of fighting the entire group. He was afraid of somebody escaping alive. He wasn't afraid of losing yeah. that fight. He was afraid of... Only about being found out. Yeah. I mean, it just feels kind of shitty that, like... Abaccio's death is justified by the fact that there aren't more bodies in this situation. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that it's like justifiable or anything, but I mean like plot-wise it makes sense, mm -hmm. storytelling-wise it makes sense. I I really think like this is the worst possible moment to be soured by Crunchyroll fucking up. Yeah, it's it's definitely like, a it's, big spoiler. It's up there. And, like, I literally, like, the day I watched these episodes, I was like, yeah, Abakio, like, fully cool in my mind. Yeah. Unfortunate. Um, like, uh, But, yeah, like... But watch, watching them back in sequence has, like, kind of ironed over the, the, the literal pain yeah. that I felt watching like oh god i'm not i'm i'm not paying for a streaming service ever again <laughs> fair especially one for anime anyway there you go um but yeah so even as he's dying risotto's still trying to kill the boss he hijacks aerosmith with mm -hmm. some of his you know really cool <laughs> it's really cool how he does it yes um because he realizes that Aerosmith has splattered some of his blood onto Aerosmith. Mm -hmm. And because Metallica lives in his blood, he's able to kind of infect Aerosmith and get it to do what he wants for a, a little bit. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> it does that not causes Narancha and Bucciarati to leave the beach 
Well, it also doesn't work because the boss just uses King Crimson to erase. Yeah, the boss is yeah. there at this point. Yes, the boss is there. out. Like he he is no longer Dapio. Yeah. Um, he uses King Crimson to erase the time, so Risotto just yeah, gets before... shot to hell. Before he does, <laughs> the boss is like standing, like kneeling over Risotto. <laughs> he's, he's telling him to put the iron back in his blood. <laughs> Which I think is like really, really funny. Yeah, he's like, give it back. Give, give, return my iron immediately. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, bud. No. Um, and then I got another directly under that one, just because they're in such close proximity, like whispering to one another. Just uh, a kiss. Kiss. <laughs> Because of course, yes. No, no one is straight in this part. Absolutely not. Especially not Trish. Um. I will not elaborate. Okay, I didn't expect you to. So Bucciarati and Narancia just run like are running up on the crime scene. Um, the boss. <laughs> Yeah. Manages to crawl away. Bucciarati is a master investigator. He literally just walks up to the crime scene and like, there's some like, there's foul play here. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> this is this is some knives out level of like deduction that he is doing out out here. Yes. Because Narancia's like freaking out about like that was the guy that we got him. Like we're safe now. We can go back down. And Bucciarati is like. No, no, small child. <laughs> yeah, he he sees that, like, Risotto's foot was cut off without burn marks. Mm-hmm. So that had to have been done by somebody else. He realizes that, like, this fight looks so bad because, like, they were probably on equal footing. And the person who fought him is probably very injured and not far away. So mm-hmm. they have Narancia, he has Narancia look around for any sign of life, really, that could be responsible for this. Yeah, it, he said, they, he does it in, like, a super sensitive, like, the threshold is really low, but, like, the, the radius is also pretty low. Mm-hmm. So he's picking up, like, frogs and stuff in rocks. Yeah, he's getting, like, all kinds of wildlife creatures and he says if he does it anymore he's gonna start getting like car exhaust mm-hmm. um but eventually he gets a tip from Bucciarati to say like you know focus Bucciarati's like third stand if you will because sure. if like Bucciarati not only has his stand mm-hmm. st- 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 sticky fingers but he like ha- like tells everyone else how to use <laughs> their stand, so he's really got like five or six of them just at the ready. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, he basically says Perfect. like small animals are going to run back in their holes, so just focus on something that is moving away from us. Eventually, they find something moving in a straight line. They go to check it out. And we cut back to Bakio, who is on the beach. Alone. Alone, still working on uh, Moody Blues. 
some kids run over with a soccer ball, get it caught in like a tree branch. And Abakio, being the nice grumpy asshole he is, goes to like get it away, like knock it away so that they can, or they'll leave him alone. They start mm-hmm. running off. And we also see at this point that the boss found a kid, tied him up, like, sewed his mouth shut with his own shoelaces. Yep. And cut his wrist so he could steal some of his blood. Yep. Because that's how that works. Yeah, don't, JoJo's don't need to worry about blood type. Yeah, you just pour it in like you're putting some gas in your car. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how King Crimson works that way. Maybe he does. That's too many stand abilities. But what was the thing you told me last episode? Uh, hold on. King Crimson just works. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Touche. Um, but yeah. So and. He has now disguised himself as one of the children. He runs by, like, as all the children are running by Bucciarati, he comes by and just gets them dead center, hole through the chest. Gives them a little line about how it's great to be back home. Yeah. And we see, like, the light leave Bucciarati's eyes. No, no Abakio's eyes. eyes. But like, we'll talk about it. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. We get a sequence of, well, the one you saw of him in the afterlife. Yeah, he is sitting at a table at a cafe, mm-hmm. and his we don't know it. He doesn't know it yet, but his partner is going through the trash or recycling. Mm-hmm underneath another table trying to find fingerprints and they have this conversation about like if you're trying to find the truth how do you know that the the person you're looking for is just is like going to take the brunt of that justice how do you how do you ensure that like if they get a corrupt lawyer they won't like go back out into the wild and do just like keep doing what they've been doing yeah and i think his partner said something to the effect of like it doesn't matter that that's what will happen. What matters is that I'm trying to be a change mm-hmm. in in the police that is not corrupt. And yeah. Abaccio is like, I, you know, I wanted to be that when I grew up. I wanted to, like, be a respected police officer. Mm-hmm. But I lost that somewhere along the way. Yeah. And his partner says, well, no, you didn't. The people who the people who needed to get your message of truth are going to get it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when Abakio realizes that that's his partner. And his partner has always been proud of him. Yeah. Why in the last, like, four podcast episodes have I just been left a mess? <laughs> By some cluster of events in the episodes we watch. Because we're getting into it. Like, like this part, 
even watching it the second time, like, honestly brought me to tears, that conversation that they have. It is, like, a genuinely really good moment. Yeah. Like, I feel like his whole death sequence is really well done. Like, It is. And as you said, like, he is a character that, like, was just becoming, like, likable. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, he was also ragging on Giorno the whole time Mm -hmm. about, like, we cannot trust you. You are the newest member of this team. Yeah. And we are now embarking on this thing that none of us have, like, this is uncharted territory for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, you are still, like, on, like, in the hot seat. Mm -hmm. And he had just given that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, We, also, Narantra being, like, in denial Oh. <laughs> like Narancha just being full like no he's fine he's gonna wake up like Giorno's gonna heal him it'll all be fine like he's, it's just taking a little longer Narancha's reaction to Abaccio's death really hurt me more than Abaccio dying it's because it's like rough. nothing I don't think anything in this part has really shown Narancha's like age and inexperience mm-hmm. than this part. Like Mista literally has to hold him back so he doesn't attack Giorno for not doing anything. Yeah. But yeah. Um as they go to like leave, Giorno notices that Abaccio is holding onto a rock. Which he's like, well mm-hmm. he must have like this must mean something. He turns it into a thing, it flies back, and they find out that with the last of his strength, he imprinted the boss's face onto this, like a nearby stone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, with his last act alive, he manage to give them the information like the identity of the boss yeah he gives them a death mask yes um that is like a cast of the boss's face man like i honestly do feel like i was robbed of this like the experience of this episode (laughs) because like watching it back i was like no, they didn't lose, like, their partner or, like, someone from their gang. They lost, like, a family member. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It just, like... I don't know. Found family stuff really gets to me. Yeah. It really sucks. But, um... You know, his partner says that they'll live on for him. And and they do. Yeah. Giorno gave him a proper burial. He turned um, the area that he died in into like a little flower field. Yeah. Um, and yeah, after that, it's episode 29. Get to the Reach Roman... Reach the Roman Colosseum. Yes. <sighs> Gotta keep this story train rolling. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
after the emotional oh, gut punch. Bucciarati, like, literally biting his lip until it bled, too. Yes. That, coupled with something Trish says in this episode, I think, of, like, like oh, his reaction to, to the mold growing was, like, really cold and calculated. Yes, that's, and, like, later, like, when it comes to how he treats yeah. Narancha and Mista. Yeah. But, like, clearly he cares. Mm-hmm. He is just, like, at this point, on borrowed time, trying to make sure that, like, his team succeeds. Mm-hmm. It's not that he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's that he, he has one mission, and he needs to stay alive just a little bit longer to do it. Yes. So, like, losing anyone else, especially after losing Abakio is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, for right now, they are back in the turtle trying to uh, find any record, uh, like match the boss's face somehow to any database mm-hmm. they can find. And they get a message from a mystery person saying that, you know, I've waited so long for like somebody who also hates the boss to come. His name is Crash Override. <laughs> is this another hacker's bit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zero cool in the mainframe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he uh, has a lot of like he knows everything about the boss. He knows this is where we learn that his name is Diavolo. He knows mm-hmm. his stand ability. And he wants to help out the stand band. They have to come to the Roman Colosseum. Where he will tell them about the stand arrow. He... Yeah. Yeah. And about how it has hidden powers that could help them defeat the boss. Yeah. Um, the arrow comes back in a way that I expected. <laughs> I didn't expect it to come to to like tie into some random hacker that they're gonna meet in like some place I really want to visit someday. Mm-hmm. But I did think the arrow was gonna come back. Like they they really did drop the lead on that one. Yeah. When Polpo died, and I was like, hmm, I'm on to you. <laughs> I mean, they never really referenced it again, so it's not like. Yeah, they literally dropped it. <laughs> But yeah, so they now have a new mission to head out on. The boss Mm -hmm. realizes, like, yeah, they should be completely distraught, like, you know, without a... Yeah, they should be scrambling. Without direction, but they're not. They're going out and, like, you know, it looks like they're heading out with purpose. And Mm -hmm. so he has Dapio follow him, or follow the whole stand band. They arrive in, yeah, so they are, they arrive in this little fishing village and the boss realizes that he has to use Chocolata and Seco, two people that he really did not want to use and as we said earlier is 
somebody who Chocolata is somebody that the boss considers one of the worst pieces of shit on the earth. Because I mean, as we find out he's in his not wrong. As we find out in his uh like character background, he really is. He, he Honestly I love the true crime implications of Chocolata's background. Really? I think it's a I think it's like a story that has me morbidly curious. Only because, like, there was a real-life person like him. Oh, I'm sure there has been. There Um, have to have been. Yeah. Who, like... I mean, I I have his name on here, but I don't think it matters. It's a a tangent. Um, What is this podcast but one big tangent? (laughs) What is this podcast but one big tangent? Yeah. Um, But yeah, he... Apparently, like, is super smart. He, at the age of 14, starts volunteering in a, um, assisted care facility. And not only drives seniors to suicide by, like, manipulating them emotionally mm-hmm. <laughs> and mentally, but gives them, like, experimental treatments and stuff like that. Yes. Um, that, like, are not part of their regimen. Mm-hmm. And records the the look on their faces when he discovers their dead body once he, he is yes, done he is he is somebody who is fascinated by like cuz yeah once he's done with that he becomes a doctor just to be he becomes closer a surgeon. yeah just to be closer <laughs> to death mm-hmm. he is obsessed with death and like seeing the dead you know like yep. as they die um he well, as a surgeon, he intentionally, like, reduces anesthesia so that people wake yep. up during surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, he intentionally malpractices and um, misdiagnoses people so that he can operate on them. Yes. Um, yeah, he is a horrible, deplorable person. Absolutely. And Seko is his one and only partner. Yes. Because also known as Chocolata's monster. I don't know anything about Seko's backstory. Nobody really does. Literally all they say is Seko is um a former patient who kind of like became who did what he was told. Yeah, he, you know, whatever syndrome that is, you know, like he just became a... I think it's a lot of them. Yes. A lot of the syndromes. <laughs> but yeah, he just became like a follower of Chocolata, and now he helps Chocolata do his garbage work. Yeah. I honestly wish I do. I did know more about Seko. I wish he had a, just a little bit more backstory. Like, two sentences. Well, I mean, they give... he's so loyal. They give a little... Well, it's because of all those uh, sugar cubes that he gets. Okay. Like... Yes, yeah, Seko's reward for doing a good job is he gets sugar cubes from uh, Chocolata. And he pets him. Call it, like, saying good... Yeah, a lot. he calls him a good boy. Yeah, he just calls him a good boy a lot. 
which under any other circumstance with any other two people would be adorable. Yes. But here it just kind of makes my stomach turn. It's awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, they the stand band arrives by boat in a little uh, coastal town. Mm-hmm. And this is where we start to see Chocolata's stand Green Day or Green Tea. Green Tea. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's offensive. Like, <laughs> that's offensive to Green Day, too. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, I think I'd be fine with not having my band, like, my band associated with the effects of Green Tea, like, or Green Day, the virus, because that's what it is it is just an incredibly deadly like fungal virus that spreads mm-hmm. when see i also don't understand the specifics of this i think it spreads when you go to below a certain yeah it probably has something to do with like the change in pressure yeah like I... like the more the more pressure the the mold is under the more it multiplies yeah so like and like even thing, by a little the basic thing is when you go down the virus activates so like yeah. somebody jumps off a set of stairs and that happens it gets mm-hmm. on mr narancha because like mr reaches down for his gun that's in his boot mm-hmm. and narancha jumps down from the pier into the boat it gets inside coco jambu i know um but yeah like i don't know if it is like you have to go lower than where you currently are or if there is like some flat line that is like re- relative to chocolata the way that it gets described by bucciarati and mista mm-hmm. is that initially it's just lower than where you started okay but i think after a certain point it will become like acclimated to your level Mm -hmm. so if you go lower than that like you 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 literally have to keep going up so because it keeps getting acclimated to your new high level yeah and if you go any lower than that that's when it activates okay yeah i figured that was the case but because if, I mean, as, as we'll see, if, if that wasn't the case, if it was just waterline, basically, for them, then, like, Seco would be no problem. Yeah. You know, they could just take him down on the plaza and get away. Well, as we kind of see, Seco is a threat in and of himself. He's not just an activator for Green Day. Right, right, right. But, but if... No, I see, I I see what you're saying. Like, if, if the, the activation point was, like, waterline or a few feet above that, then it would be a lot easier to deal with Seko, I should say. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, he, so we start to see, um, the effects of Green Day take effect on the stand ban. Bucciarati, as you kind of alluded to earlier, coldly kind of says, like, 
He says throw the turtle. Yeah, throw the turtle because like it was, I guess, Narantra's fault for um, for going down into going the down boat. into the boat. So he and, needs like, to save everybody over just one person. Right. I don't know if fault is the right. I guess that's the only like word we have yeah. in English to like convey that kind of consequence of his actions. It's his responsibility, I guess, because yeah, like he has to take responsibility for his actions. Yeah. Um. But but Mister Trish is really hung up on the fact that like he was very cold towards Narancha. Yeah. Narancha says like I've known him a long time, and you know this just kind of. Not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Mista, being quick thinking, uses uh, sex pistols. We get a real good yee-haw out of the sex They are way too excited to blow up the boat. Way too excited to blow up. They shoot the engine in the boat, blow it up, and it catapults all of them to, like, higher ground. It catapults Coco Jambu and... Narancha to higher ground. Mista has to jump up and catch Narancha. <laughs> and Coco Jambu just kind of like scatters on the ground and then Bucciarati like reaches out and exits the turtle. Yes. Um, and that leads us into episode 30. Green Tea and Green Tea and Sanctuary part one. Or Green Day and Oasis. And I don't know I, I, I don't want to say I don't know. I know exactly why the the ability and pairing name of Oasis makes me so livid. <laughs> um, I also called Chocolata War Crimes McGee. Mm-hmm. An accurate title. Is that anything? <laughs> it's accurate is what it is. Um, I also fuck. I also said I fucking hate Seko so much. Don't be mean to Seko. I will be mean to whatever war crimes duo I want. Don't be weird to my weird man dog thing. If you wanted me not to be mean to a weird dog human thing, you should have gone with Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, that's fair. Um, and now that I've struck a nerve with everybody. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Seko, we, we learn what his ability is. Uh, Wonderwall. Because he <laughs> makes the stairs sink as they are trying to climb up them. He can turn... I guess the ground? I don't know if it's, like, the ground or rock or, like, he concrete. Can, it seems he like He can this. mold the ground and swim around in it. Yeah. But it's just kind of solid for everyone else. Well, I think it's a... it. It's not solid for everybody else. I think, like, it's solid to... I think Bucciarati mentions, like, it's solid to his stand. But, like, he he can move... People can move around. It is like a thick liquid to everybody including Seko. okay Seko is apparently much more adept at swimming through thick liquids than everybody else yes as i mean as we also kind Ew. of see Seko is very skilled at like 
he is physically skilled. Yes. Um, he is very like he has very quick reflexes. He's very strong. He's very accurate. Um, and yeah, he can he can swim through the ground freely. Um, yeah. And so to beat this, well, Bucciarati is like, we need to get a car and get out of here because we can't, you know, like instead of finding the user and putting ourselves at greater risk because this pair has such a strong, um, like compatibility with their stand abilities, we just mm-hmm. need to go. We need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they're like, how do we get out of here? He says, we find a car with a dead body next to it because they'll have the keys. Yep. Uh, They try to get out of there, but instead they get attacked by Seko again. Bucciarati goes off to distract him. He jumps off the ledge down, uh, but Seko can't distinguish like what's in front of him really like he can't tell he doesn't know where the and that he is about to hit the end of concrete so he comes out the side like the tremor monsters and tremors see i can make even more that obscure movie references (laughs) tremor is a great movie though yeah yes bonus episode cult classic um but yeah he Bucciarati gets him with a bunch of punches Seko manages really, to really clean yes Arrivederci yes but Seko manages to escape good. he calls uh-huh. up Chocolata asks him about uh notorious B.I.G.'s big notorious big and if Green Day would work on it the implication being that Bucciarati did not fall into a pile of bacteria like fungus dust by jumping Mm -hmm. down so Bucciarati is at least partially like he's asking basically does it work on the dead because it seems like Bucciarati is partially dead yeah, I have a lot of theories about why... Like, he could be literally just too angry to die. He could... <laughs> um, but after after Seko and Chocolata talk about whether or not Green Day would work on Notorious Big, mm-hmm. Choc- uh, Seko says that they like got away, they got a car, and Chocolata is like, why is there a car driving away? <laughs> um, and... Seko says that they're leaving the city or the village. Yes. Because he was um kind of in shock that Bucciarati didn't have the virus on him. Yes. Um Bucciarati also lost like a chunk of his right hand and wrist. Yes, like it went down to the bone. Yeah. Um and so Mista, Giorno, and Bucciarati are in the car. Mm-hmm. Um Mista takes a nap. Jorno says he'll watch the road. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to Bucciarati. Bucciarati does not hear him. Nope. Skin is cold. 
he goes down to grab the gear shift and Giorno notices that he has part of his hand missing. Mm-hmm. Bucciarati starts talking about he this is a piece of good fortune that he has been granted yes. so that he can live on just a little bit longer to finish the mission. Yes, Bucciarati does the implication, I mean at least, you know, in the one that I saw is that you know, like in my translation, is that Bucciarati did die back in his yeah. fight with the boss, and for whatever reason, Jarno was able to bring him back to life so that he could do a little more work. Like yeah, that he could. That was go the on implication in mine as yes. well. And like I, I want to know, and I guess we're gonna find out. If, if Golden Wynn had just, like, like, I don't know if, like, hold on, I'm trying to formulate this, because, mm-hmm. like, it seems to me that King Crimson, like, accidentally deleted the portion of time that Bucciarati died. So his, like, consciousness is split on two, like, trees of time. So, like, in, in the timeline that we've got going mm-hmm. now, he is effectively dead, mm-hmm. but his body is still alive. And in the timeline that he got blipped into by King Crimson, he is dead. And eventually those two timelines are going to converge. Mm-hmm. And Bucciarati will die. Mm-hmm. Like, completely. Yeah. That's where I think it's going. Okay. But... Like, also, he could, like, it literally could just be, I was too mad. <laughs> I, I had unfinished business, and Golden Wind was able to, like, kind of stitch the body and the spirit together. So, effectively, Bucciarati's stand is operating his body on his behalf. Hey, the man literally too angry to die gimmick has worked for others, so. Yes, I know it has, but, like... I don't I don't know how to feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a cheap facet of Bucciarati's character mm-hmm. that like he was so mad that the boss like tried to kill his own daughter that he literally did not die over it. Mm-hmm. He did not die mad about it. Like Yeah. I don't know. His character has so much depth outside of that and it would really be kind of tragic if that was that was the case yeah um but i think i think tying in king tying in king crimson Mm -hmm. and saying that like somehow king crimson and golden wind use their abilities at the same time enough to like cross the streams of time Mm -hmm. i think that is much more interesting to me yeah But all we know for right he's, now He's gonna is... live, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not looking super great at the moment. I know it's. I know how it looks. <laughs> but literally anything can happen. It is JoJo's. Like, I, I think Giorno might get another upgrade and just, like, end up bringing people back to life at this point. 
anything is possible. I know, I know, <laughs> and that's why, like, I think this is where, like, the possibilities that I have tangented and headcanoned mm-hmm. in my brain are bad. Because, like, I don't want to overthink this. Because mm-hmm. I, I know any possibility would be equally probable. Yes. And it sucks. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Because, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're really going to... Butcherati's my favorite character this part. Yeah. Like... I don't, I don't want his character to be reduced to something so cheap. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yes. But yeah. You know what's not cheap? Um, the helicopter that Chocolata is driving? Bingo, apparently. bango, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> they make it to Rome. Yeah. And Seco and... Chocolata just have a helicopter. Yeah. I I don't get it. I also don't get how Chocolata doesn't die from his own virus. I mean, it prob- he's probably afforded some immunity because of it's his stand. Also, theoretically, he could die. I don't actually know. He, I mean... But, I mean, who better... Like, Isn't that the point of being in the helicopter? Like, if he goes up, he can just keep going up. Yeah. I And, like, who... But then he can't get out of the helicopter. Who better to understand, like, how to not die to that stand than him? Like, it's his stand. Yeah. He'd have the yeah. most experience with not getting killed by it. Again, don't like the implications of this man being a bacteriologist. <laughs> really, really hate it. um but yeah now we start to see the true like scope of green day because now they are not in a quiet fishing hamlet they are in rome a major city and giorno points out like you know the stand is reflective of like a person's mental state so like the fact that this stand is indiscriminately killing everybody and like growing as it kills people because it uses dead bodies as like a means to expand its reach that Chocolata has absolutely no remorse about killing hundreds, thousands, possibly tens of thousands of people, depending on how long it goes. Yeah. They say there are 3 million people in Rome. Yes. And he has no signs of stopping. So he will gladly kill all three million people. Yes. Um, And then, so Mista is trying to shoot down the helicopter. Uh, Seko blocks the bullets the first time. And then jumps out into the ground. Um. And then he we... jumps, lands, drops. We don't know. He falls out of the helicopter and just like splats. Yeah, no, he just like Olympic dives in there. He's jumping yeah. into a pool. But... Um, but yeah, he he jumps in, and then Giorno is like, "No, here, Mista, let me help you." Puts his hand on Mista's hand. Puts his hand on Mista's hip. On Mista's hip. <laughs> And he fought, they both fire the gun. 
it I misses. Told you no one's straight in this part. What? I told you no one is straight Absolutely. in this part. It misses. Dress like that, posing like that. No. It misses the helicopter, but mm-hmm. that wasn't Jarno's target because he hits a building nearby and he used gold experience on the bullets to turn them into tree branches so that they would grow up like grow and grab get entangled in the helicopter yeah so stopping it yes it has stopped the helicopter like it it didn't go up on like the blade so it's just holding it in place it's still functional yeah but um yeah, so he is in place, and Giorno and Mista run off to go deal with Chocolata while Bucciarati deals with Seco. Yeah, Giorno going with Mista gives Bucciarati the opportunity he needs to either beat or die fighting Seco. Yes. And not be found out by the rest of the stand band. Yes. Because he on the car ride, he asks Giorno to keep it under wraps. Yes. Jorno is the only one who knows so far. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Trish suspects something because she's not stupid. Mm-hmm. But, and like, he, she also saw the literal gash in, in his leg. She suspects something like Jorno had, but she doesn't know the extent of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's the end of episode 30. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Some real heavy... Bucciarati really does live rent-free in my head. Yeah. Honestly, you should... How can he not? He's He has, like, he's had, like, four character arcs this season, this part. Yeah, he he's honestly the JoJo. He's the main character. He really is. <laughs> JoJo's Bucciarati adventure. Bucciarati's bizarre adventure. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Bruno's bizarre adventure. There you go. Yeah. I think I just found our podcast episode <laughs> title. It's nice. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's... This is a long episode. Yeah, another five episodes. <laughs> another five. And we're going to do another five next podcast. Mm-hmm. After that, um, we only have four left. There's still a lot that I can don't... happen in nine episodes. There's still a lot that can happen, and and Jorno hasn't been the main character yet, and that makes me anxious. <laughs> we still gotta meet the our hacker friend. Yeah, Razor and/or Blade. Mm-hmm. Perhaps Acid Burn. Yeah, a JoJo's hackers crossover. I would love it. <laughs> I know you would. I think. I think I'd die. <laughs> I think you'd have to. Like, that's literally just making content for one person at that point. Yeah. I can't imagine the crossover of Hackers and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is massive. But let us know in the comments. Yeah, let me know on Twitter at is this a JoJo's Pod. You can also follow us there. Um... And you can follow us on... We have this podcast on Spotify. That's what most people listen on. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I really have nothing else to say. I could I could keep going on about how, like... 
I like this part, but at the same time, I don't understand a lot of the, the choices that are being made mm-hmm. so far, only because I don't know what's going to happen next. But I think I'll save it for next episode or just, like, filler on the last one. Yeah. So. I'm sure we'll have plenty to discuss once this season is over. Yeah. Um, I guess we will see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Find us on Twitter. Support our show. Um, you you don't have to give us money to support our show. Tell your friends about it. If they like anime, they might like us. Um, so we will see you in two weeks. We will watch episodes. What is it? 31 to 35. 30, 31 to 35. Um, yeah. Don't forget to do your homework. Bye. Bye. Get back, Sandra!